Hey guys, do you like sports? Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. You listen to the Sports Dance Podcast. So go rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Uh, this really helps the show, guys. If you want other people to uh, hear our hot sports takes as well, then you can do these things and really help us out. So again, Sports Dance on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Enjoy the show. The Sports sports Dance. dance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast from Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, he's recorded a Carrie Underwood-esque country rock anthem for the podcast. It's Greg Cowan, everybody! What's happening, man? Dude, I've been waiting all night for Wednesday morning. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna start off like that. That's how the song's gonna go. I also saw the preview of the video. Your legs look great. Close to Carrie's. Uh, you know how long it took me to shave them? (laughs) Yeah. Too I was, long. <laughs> I, I, the, more, the bigger question is how long does it take you to actually get those muscles, man? Uh, uh, well, you know, I talked to a few guys. Yeah. They helped me out with some stuff, some Good. creams. Good. Uh, you know. A few guys, a few stuff, a few creams. Yeah. Very nice. Worked out into Carrie Underwood legs. I like it. I'm excited to hear it. Our fans are excited to hear it. We'll probably post a preview on that sometime next week. Um, JK, that's not real. Greg, this is going to be a fantastic show, my friend. We have a lot to talk about, and it's all NFL today, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking NFL the entire show. Um, Greg wanted to talk about things like baseball and golf, and I said, no. I said, no, my friend, no. It's NFL only today. Wow. Yeah. You right under the bus. Dump truck. Yeah, right just under like the bus. Just like threw me into the back of it. Exactly. So but nice of you. Before we get to our football podcast, Greg... I want to ask you, man. How you doing? What's new with you? Uh, not much has changed. Uh, had my job interview last week, so waiting to hear back on that because, you know, I quit my other one that I just couldn't stand anymore. Yeah, and you're, you're fun employed. Yeah, I know. And uh, so besides that, I'm just waiting, you know, to drive down to New Jersey with you tomorrow. Yep. For my mom's big old wedding. Classic. Let's quickly do a, uh, a little breakdown of road trip songs that we're going to be bringing down tomorrow uh, on our road trip. On the road again. Um, on the road again. That's a good one. Um, 500 miles is too obvious, or 1,000 miles, or whatever the hell the thing is called. The Vanessa Carlton song or the Irish guy song? The Proclaimers. Yeah, I couldn't think of their name. Yep. Um, that's a little too on the nose. That's um, only allowed, I heard, if you repeat it at least 10 times in a row. I'm going to go with my classic, uh, and this is going to, again, be no surprise to people who listen to the podcast. My road trip songs mostly consist of 90s hip-hop. Um, so Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, that's very solid. Um, I've been getting a lot into early Outcast. Very, very good stuff. Is that like Miss, sorry, Miss Jackson and all that? No, before then, my friends. Before that? Because that was early still. Well, sorry, Miss Jackson was off of, um, Second album? No, it was off of, um, oh, now I'm blanking on the, uh, blank on the album. It's their best album, too. Um, uh, Is it the one with, like, Hey, uh? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like their real best album, Greg. Oh. Not their, not the speaker box and the love below. Um, it's a Stankonia. Thank you, thank you. Um, you're, wo- you're welcome. I, I did nothing to help you. 
ATL Atlanians, Atlanians. Uh, that one's good. Um, and then there's not another uh, Southern playlist. De Delic, I don't know. There's, they, they made their albums really difficult to pronounce. Yeah, but they're well, really that's good. kind of the point, I think. Cool, man. Also, Frank Ocean's new album is out. Yeah, uh, I like was going through Instagram yesterday and I saw that you posted the blonde picture. Yeah, I got really confused at first, and then I was like, uh, "Titles blonde." That makes more sense yeah. now. It's a tough album. I had to like look online because I was like, "I know that's Frank Ocean." Did he finally drop his album? He did. He finally dropped. So it, it. took only uh, four years. It's a tough album, man. It's got all the feels. Hashtag feels. I heard every time the Summer Olympics comes to an end, he's gonna release a new album. So <laughs> that's uh, not too far off. Four years, people. You'll get your next one. Don't worry. Yeah. It's coming. Well, it was worth it. If you could stick with it, folks, listen to it for like two or three times through and all of a sudden it really sticks. Um, cool, man. So I don't want to get too off track because, again, I really stuck it to you this morning. About you really how did. We're not doing before, anything before other than NFL. we get into this amazing preview that I have a full on printed sheet for. Yeah, you look at you. I come prepared for these type of things. So I knew you were going to fight me on this. But besides that, James, what's new with you? How's life? Other than Frank Ocean's new album? I don't know. There's not a lot. Um, I'm kind of over my cold. Uh, the good news is uh, I'm a lot higher energy today. The bad news is I lose my like sultry, sexy, cold voice. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I enjoyed that last week. I'm not gonna lie. There was, uh, there was. It was basically we were in like a nice, we were in like a nice jazz club, and I was serenading yeah. you with my, with my, you know, dulcet tones. I was trying to find like the right tone to put into the background for you. I just couldn't find one that fit that voice perfectly. Yeah, well, I didn't we're want back. to do any injustice. We're back. I'm up. What? I'm ready to go. Wait, is there no excuse this week? Oh, there's an excuse. Yeah, okay. yeah. We had a work friend's birthday last night that we were out until like some ungodly hour in the morning. Uh, so I'm I'm a little I'm I'm not all there today, Greg. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a sponge. So by a ungodly, bit of a wet sponge. did you stay till last call? No, by ungodly I mean like 11:30, and then we went to bed. But oh, like, okay, that's that's kind of sad. Oh my god, his wife made this white chocolate cheesecake with blueberry topping on top of it. Greg, 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 James. James. It was unreal. Uh, Didn't know really, exactly where you were going with that at first. Really, I'm really glad good. you went with. She made a great cheesecake. It was un, it was an unbelievable cheesecake. Um, Mary, if you're listening, balls in your court. That was that was his wife made the cheesecake. I think that you know, in terms of wives, you need to go ahead and step your game up and bring the cheesecake over. So uh, you know, that's all I have to say that's about a, that. That's just that's just your two cents. That's a call out. I'm calling my <laughs> shot. <laughs> Um, so wait, the excuse is just you're tired, but you're high energy. I'm tired, man. You know, I mean, I I had a I had a, I had a couple beers last night. Um, so bunch like of, bunch two and a half. I I no no I had I had three and a half. Whoa! I getting crazy. Yeah, and everyone ordered food, and I stole fries off of everybody's plate. I'm a classic fry thief. You don't want to go out with me, dude. I'm a fry. Thief. Oh, no, um, I just know that, so I just don't get anything with fries involved. Yeah, 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 because as soon as you get fries, I'm like, oh, don't mind if I do, and yeah. then grab, like, five Oh, are these fries them. for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're just in front of you, but... Uh... My girlfriend actually gets legitimately very upset with me, because, like, I'll finish food before her every single time, and then I'll just eat all of hers. So, when you go out to dinner with her, you're, like, the girl in that situation being like, I don't want fries, but I'm just gonna have a few of your fries. Yeah, well, the problem is my girlfriend's such a small girl that she'll go out and, like, order something from a restaurant. 
and then we'll only finish half of it, but eat all of her fries, which is my favorite part. And then I'll end up eating like the second half of her dinner. So I'll have like one and a half dinners whenever we go out. Anyway. Yeah, it makes sense. She's a tiny person. She's tiny. Very, very tiny person. So uh, I'm basically, you know, uh, I'm a vacuum when we go out to dinner because she's like, I don't want to bring this home. And I'm like, hey, I, I, fuck it. I'll but eat you it. stay in shape. I know, man. I keep it tight. Keep you, it tight. You get the you take the protein. She eats the carbs. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes. Um, All right. Are we getting into it? I think uh, we need to get into this because we're getting really off track, and we've almost been doing this for almost ten minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's That's how get much we in, like talking to each other. Let's get into the NFL, man. But before we do, Greg, who's going to win the FedEx Cup this weekend? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's uh, <laughs> a few week thing, James. It's not just one week, idiot. God. I'm just going to keep making fun of you for wanting to talk about other things besides football. Yeah. Fine. It's football season, man. It's back. Um, we're going all all in on the NFL today, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL starts on September 8th, which is still two weeks away, but it's basically right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the third preseason game, which means starters are going to play for at least the first half. Yeah. Then after that, you won't see them again until opening day kickoff. Fantasy drafts are happening. Prediction think pieces are up on the web. Friends um, are getting in arguments already about draft day schedules. Exactly. So we want to get in on the ruckus. We want to get in there. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring Wu Tang Clan. The fucking noise. Um, cool, man. So we want to go into it in a couple different ways. I think the first thing we want to do is kind of go overarching, big picture stories uh, that are happening around the NFL first. And then we want to get into it division by division, pick some winners, do some over-unders, uh, you know, see who's going to come out of this massive fray here. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, I think we're going to pick a couple awards. I we think got some we're bold make predictions. Some bold predictions. We got some from Twitter coming in hot. Yep. And then uh, after that, I, I think, uh, you know, we're just kind of free ball it. We'll do a little start bench cut. And uh, that'll be it, baby. Don't worry, people. We'll even give you some fantasy football help. We'll throw out a few guys that we think are key to your team. And if you can't get them, well, you're screwed, and you probably just got a really shitty cra- uh, draft to pick. Yeah. So. Greg, Greg will help with that. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fantasy football connoisseur. I'm kind of a go-with-my-gut kind of guy. Yeah, I'm in a multiple leagues, James, and I've won multiple leagues. So, you're you a know, commissioner, too. I so. am a commissioner, and, oh. uh, you know, I take that seriously. I know. You're the asshole who does take it seriously. <laughs> it was like... Except this year. I, like, I just couldn't... I, James and I are in a league together, and all our friends are like, when's the date? And I'm like, I don't know. Figure it out yourselves. Yeah. They picked uh, the Sunday during Labor Day weekend. I'm going to have to see about changing that, because who drafts in the middle of a holiday weekend? It's brutal, man. It is. Okay. Let's get into it. Greg, um, before we go full-on bold predictions and whatnot, what are some storylines going into the NFL season that you are interested in? Uh, One being, is Tom Brady's thumb going to be okay? Okay. I saw the picture yesterday of his thumb cut. Brutal, right? Pretty gruesome. <laughs> I mean, it was like the size of a pin. Like, literally the prick that pins make. That was about it. And uh, apparently that made him have to go home. I, I don't want uh, to get dramatic here, but, uh, and I don't want to use hyperbole. Her, hyperbole. Um, but that's the most gorgeous thumb I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, they need to protect that thing. Oh, like Fort Knox. <laughs> I actually, bold prediction... Tom Brady's first week back won't be until game six. Whoa. Reason being, I think they need to give him a full week of, like, practice. Because don't forget, he won't be actually with the team for the first four weeks. Yeah, I guess. I don't I, I don't think that's going to do anything other than put unnecessary... But it's already going to be unnecessary uh, scrutiny and attention paid to the Patriots this season, the first well, yeah. four weeks of the season. I don't think that that's going to do anything other than just... Like, you know, throw, throw football writers into a state of frenzy and delirium. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
But when you think about it, no preseason practice, basically, in-game action. And, yeah, I know he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, top five all time, probably top three. And that pains me to say, James. I hope you know this. Pains me to say he's probably a top three quarterback all time. Why would it pain you to say? Because I'm not a Patriots fan, James. Just like 90% of America. I mean, I'm not a Yankees fan, but I can say that Derek Jeter is one of the greatest shortstops of all time. I, I just said Brady's a top three quarterback. I know, but it doesn't pain me to say it. Well, it should. Well, there should re- be a burning res- sensation. Respect the ring, sir. <laughs> no. So, anyway, I think you'll actually, that's like my, one of my big storylines going in. I think it might take an extra week for Brady to get back, get comfortable. You might a, see Garoppolo. A blazing hot take. It is. Uh, that's all I do now, James. First, Kershaw's mentioned last week that he was the anchor pulling the Dodgers down. <laughs> you still want to talk about baseball? Get out of here. Um, it's just a reference. What about you? What's your big story? I like the fact that the that the NFL's back in Los Angeles, man. I mean, I know this has been beaten into the ground a lot, but I really uh, I think this is interesting. I've been reading a lot of think pieces, mostly about Los Angeles, but also about how uh, you know St. Louis is dealing with this. St. Louis is a good sports town. They are. It's a really good sports Passionate fan. fans. Uh, the Cardinals obviously bring in a huge amount of fans, and that's kind of the main show in town. Uh, and, you know, the Blues are, are, are fine. They always have a pretty decent showing, at least the last couple seasons they have had a, a decent showing. One thing that I uh, thought was very funny was that the Rams were in town for 21 years, and they only had four winning seasons, and one of those they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, that's, so all that's, four of the years they were good were Kurt Warner years probably? Yeah, basically. They were really good. When they were good, they were really good. They made yeah. two, two Super Bowls and won one it, of them. It was impressive how um, good they could be. But that's that's crazy. Only four four winning seasons in 20 years. Like that That's ineptitude at the highest level that's brown's level of ineptitude yeah it, it was pretty bad so but, I mean, you know they had the greatest show on turf they go los angeles enjoy yeah uh the biggest thing with the los angeles i feel like won't even be the football team it's gonna be the fans getting to the stadium actually for this year because they're playing in the coliseum yeah i heard uh a thing about last week or the first preseason game people were leaving four or five hours early to get to the game and it still took them once they were like within a half mile it took them like two extra hours just to get parking. Right. They were charging a hundred bucks a parking spot. Ridiculous. And you're in the middle of South Central. So you have all these really rich people who have to try to get to downtown LA, South Central, to get to the Coliseum. And they're going to be sitting in traffic. I feel like that could be an issue. Sounds fun, man. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Um, Are those okay. fireworks? No. Run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're total experts on L.A., uh, if you can't tell. Um, okay, anything else? We talked a little bit about Goodell last time, um, so we don't really need to rehash too much right now. Yeah, let's, let's keep, not talk about let's him. Let's keep the energy light, Greg. Yeah. Um, and then we also talked about the people that uh, retired last year. That's Pretty impressive, the, the sheer number of people that have retired. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's... rest in peace, 2009 fantasy football team. Yeah, really. I mean, we had Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, DeBrickashaw Ferguson, Gerard Mayo, Heath Miller, Justin Tuck, John Beeson. Um, Can we finally of... say Ray Rice is retired? Because let's be honest, he's not coming back. Nobody's <laughs> taking a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, he's uh... 29. Nobody wants that. Probably probably done for good, Ray Rice. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Ray Rice. 
Anything else you want to talk about before we really jump into the divisions, man? No, I, mean, I think we're going to keep most of the bold predictions for later on because that's where they deserve to be. Yeah, definitely. Where they can jump out at you, keep the people wanting more. Okay, man. Well, let's go. Uh, what do you want? Do you want to go the way that uh, NFL goes, kind of on their website, and, and go uh, AFC East first? Sure. Let's just do. Let's just. We're going to do American uh, the the AFC, and then we're going to do NFC. We're going to do predictions, and then uh, you know we're going to uh, try to you know, pass out some awards already. Yeah. A little hardware. Awards, previews, and music. Let's start it off. Okay, AFC East. Last year, New England Patriots won the division at 12 and four. The Jets came in at 10 and six. The Bills came in at eight and eight. The Miami Dolphins came in at six and 10. Uh, Greg, in your humble opinion, what do you think is going to happen in the AFC East this year? Well, James, you're not going to like it. <laughs> mainly because I did not go with the Patriots. Mainly because. You know, they have a few injuries that are kind of concerning. Deion Lewis is getting surgery on his knee again. Yeah. Uh, you got Rob Ninkovich, who's going to be out at least a month or so defensively. He's kind of like the heart of that defense at this point, I feel. Who? Ninkovich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come Sorry. on. You don't even know your own team. No, I know my own team. Uh, Brady's not there the first four games. Research, so, bro. you know, Garoppolo uh, could be iffy. Doing research. So, I'm going to go with the Jets. It's not going to be a high win. Like, it's not going to be like a 12-4 and four team. I'm going to go, they win the division at 11-5, and 10-6 range. And I think it's going to be close. Patriots will be there. But I think the Patriots are going to, you know, stumble. Some of the injuries, I think, will catch up to them. I'm going to give them a 9-7 record. But I'm going with the Jets. Our Twitter polls that we ran, we ran them for every division. Goes against me and will probably be in the favor of that you will be in. They went with the Patriots at 74%. Jets came in second with uh, 22%. And somehow, I think the Bills or Dolphins got to vote for just sheer somebody was being a dick. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to go with Jets. Fitzpatrick's back. He's comfortable. Brandon Marshall, Decker, feel comfortable with him in the backfield. Their defense is always good. Uh, they got Matt Forte, which I think is an underrated move this past offseason. I think he's actually a step up from Ivory because he can pass catch. He's a little more versatile. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Jets this year. I think they have a legit shot with – Brady not being around the first four games to take some advantage. Okay. Uh, Greg, you ignorant slut. I feel like we're going to have a lot of name calling this time around. So, uh, all right. Um, I just want to uh, get this totally straight. You are telling me right now, with a straight face even, that the, the New York Jets are going to win the AFC East because... Of, because Ryan, because Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what you're saying. That's the. No, actually, I'm not. I'm saying it because the Patriots are gonna have too many injuries to overcome. Uh, Greg, since 2003, who do you, who? How many times do you think that the Patriots have won the division? Who had that? 13, 14 seasons. Two, three, four, five, six. What did you do your research, James? So, the the Patriots one time. Have yeah, not I won know. the division in 2008. And that's when they didn't have Tom Brady for literally the entire year. Yeah. So this is a quarter of the season. I'm thinking the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, but even even without Tom Brady for the entire year, they went 
ten and six. James, name a pick. Give your prediction. You win. You give your prediction, James. You said the give your prediction. Nine and seven. You're that. That's that's the that's the biggest insult you've ever given me, Greg. That's the biggest insult you've ever given me. No, 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 no. The Patriots don't go ten and six. The Patriots don't go nine and seven. And the Patriots don't go 10-6. and six. So who's your pick, James? Yeah, the New England Patriots. I think that the Patriots are going to go... I, I, think, I honestly think that the Patriots are going to go 14-2. and two. Okay. I think the Patriots are going to go 14-2 and two when they win the division. Um, I, think that the, I think that the biggest thing that the NFL has done that's detriment, detrimental to the league is give Tom Brady four weeks of rest and give him the reason to be pissed off. And that's what they just did. They gave Tom Brady four weeks off, uh, basically to get fresh. You know what? Tom Brady typically peaks between week eight and week fourteen on average, and then he gets a little fatigued towards the end of the year, um, and then kind of you know ramps up for the playoffs. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, guess what happens between week eight and fourteen this year? The fucking playoffs. Tom Brady is going to be just guns blazing, ready to go. I'm thinking that we lose two games with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's going to go two and two. And I don't think that Tom Brady loses a game for the rest of the season. The Patriots are going to go 14 and two and win this pathetic division. Um, have you seen Ryan Fitzpatrick recently, Greg? Yeah, he's got a great beard. And a great beard and a little bit of gut. A little bit of beard gut. Um, I don't think... The, the problem with Ryan Fitzpatrick is that Ryan Fitzpatrick looks just good enough consistently to make everybody think that he's like a competent NFL quarterback. But I want to go ahead and throw uh, a little thing your way, Greg, called numbers. Okay? I don't know if you ever heard of them. <laughs> but, Buckle up, people. There's going to be a long podcast if it's James talking about the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> um, last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, this is supposed to be like the breakout year that got him, you know, the big contract and whatnot. Uh, his quarterback rating, and he posted the highest quarterback rating of his career, uh, was 63. Okay? He uh, had less than 60% completion rate. He threw 31 touchdowns, and that's what everyone's going to look at. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw 31 touchdowns. But the year before then, Greg? The year before then, Greg? He threw I'm, 17. I'm listening, James. He threw 17 in Houston. And he lost his job of the Houston Texans. So I don't know why everyone thinks that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback that's going to bring the New York Jets any sort of success. They had a great season last year behind a pretty good defense. Um, I think Todd Bowles is an excellent coach. I think that the New York Jets have a nice future ahead of them if they can get out of their own way and find a quarterback. But I don't think that 10-6 and six is the year that you know, is indicative of anything. I think that they're going to go 8-8 eight and eight this year. I think the Bills will go 9-7 and seven this year and come in second in the division. And I think the Miami Dolphins are going to go 5-11, and 11, and they're finally going to go ahead and realize that Ryan Tannehill is not the quarterback um, for them. So that's my predictions for the AFC East. I also think that uh, there's going to be some interesting players uh, coming out of this division. Uh, for example, I'm really interested to see what Reggie Bush does in uh, the Buffalo offense. Because you have LaShawn McCoy and Reggie Bush, and those are, those are two very dynamic runners. You don't have a lot of you know, girth in that, running, in that backfield, um, but I think it's going to be really cool uh, you know, to see the pass catching. I think you can go a lot of um, you know, fit, um, what, two back sets uh, in the shotgun and then kind of do, you know, they, they still also have Sammy Watkins. 
So I think if you come and have uh, Sammy Watkins uh, as your wide receiver and then McCoy and Bush coming out of the backfield also running routes, I think you can do a lot of really interesting play action and little screen passes and whatnot. And that's the stuff that Tyrod Taylor is actually pretty good at. Um, so I think the Bills will be very interesting. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting if, division, except for the Dolphins. Yeah, except for the Dolphins. The Dolphins are uh, a big, hot pile of garbage still. Um, okay, that's my prediction for the AFC uh, East. Oh, also, I didn't, I didn't realize that Arian Foster was on the Dolphins. Do you know that? Yeah, I did. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I knew that a few weeks ago when it happened. Yeah, I guess I didn't remember that Arian Foster is on the Dolphins. There was, and I think that there was a point that he was almost going to be potentially looked at by the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, we have a pretty... pretty. <laughs> and I prayed to the football gods that didn't happen because I knew exactly what happened. He'd have the healthiest year of his career. Yeah. He'd be an all-pro running back. And I'd be like, what the hell? Classic Patriots. First, first you take Deion Lewis, who yeah. was a pile of garbage for years, and turn him into an all-star. And they're going to take Aaron Foster and heal his knees. Yeah, Aaron Foster definitely screams at the classic Patriots buy low and turn him into a decent, yeah. decent back. A little bit. Um, cool. Uh, on the defensive side, I think that the Patriots and the Bills are going to have the best defense in the league in, in this division. Uh, and I think the Jets and Dolphins are going to struggle there as well. Anyone want to talk about anything else for the AFC East? I know that you're, you're angry at me for going over already and, and getting... And, you know. No, just that I actually think the Jets' defense will probably be better than the Bills by far. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to have a bounce-back season. They didn't have a great defensive season last year, but I think... You just think the Ryan have... brothers together are going to create magic? I mean, I think that they're going to be better than they were last season. All right. Um, moving okay, on. Moving on. Uh, we're going to talk AFC North right now, baby. The cold uh, tundra. <laughs> exactly. The Cincinnati Bengals won the division last year uh, at 12-4. and four. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at 10-6 and six actually won a wild-card berth. Um, and then coming up, bringing up the rear were the Baltimore Ravens at five and eleven, and the Cleveland Browns at three and thirteen. Greg, Robert Griffin III is in the division. Uh, Joe Flacco is healthy, uh, but is he elite? <laughs> but is he elite? Um, then you also have Andy Dalton, you have Ben Roethlisberger, you have an interesting quarterback mix in this division. What do you think about the AFC North? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I mean, it's not the exciting pick. It's not the sexy pick. You have the Steelers, who are just an offensive juggernaut. But their defense is always so iffy now. Ever since Palomalu left, ever since a bunch of their key guys have gone down, James Harrison is old. I mean, yeah, Al Jazeera might be giving them some you know stuff to keep them young, but that's not really doing much for that defense. I mean, yeah, they got a few good guys on that team defensively. But offensively is where it's at. You have Le'Veon Bell, who just got his suspension from four games down to three games. That's three games. You still don't have him. He's going to be the top, one of the top backs in the league once he does come back. But still, I just don't think the Steelers have what it takes to compete with the Bengals offensively and defensively. The Bengals have good running backs. They have A.J. Green as their wide receiver. They're going to have to try to find a number two guy because Sanu and Jones both are gone. But Dalton, you know, has been consistent every year. He's a regular season all-pro quarterback. He's just like Peyton, though, when he gets to the playoffs. That's really the knock on him. Their defense is always good. They got Dun Carlos Dunlap, who, you know, fortifies that defensive line with Atkins. I mean, they've got a lot of – they got they just have a nasty attitude on defense. I mean, you saw it with the Steelers and them last year. It got pretty, uh, pretty dirty. It's probably going to get dirty again this year. But, you know, I'm going with the Red Rocket. I'm going with Cincy again to take that division. I do think the Steelers, though, grab another wild card. Okay, very So cool. I'll give you my early wild card prediction for at least one of them right now. All right, so you're going, uh, you're going Bengals to win. Yeah, um, I'm going Cincinnati Chili Bengals. 
What was the uh, – you have a record? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the poll, we had – for the AFC North, people went 55% with the Steelers. Gotcha. So uh, Bengals were the only other team that got a vote because nobody cares about the Browns or the Ravens. And they got 45% of the vote. So, you know, it's still kind of close overall what people think. It could go either way. I'm just giving the edge to the Bengals this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go this year uh, with the Steelers to win the division. I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, this this last few years, this division has been pretty close. Um, what I do like is that Pittsburgh beat the Bengals twice in three meetings last year. Um you know, including the first-round playoff battle. Uh, and they've won five of their last six against Cincinnati. So that's pretty good. Um, so, I don't know. I, I like the Steelers. Uh, I think that the uh, – I'm never going to bet against Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think that he is, you know, underratedly probably the, like the third or fourth best quarterback in the entire league. Oh, yeah. It's just his issue staying healthy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he's going to be the one that will really kind of put them over the edge. Um, I understand when everyone's coming with, with, uh, with Cincinnati, with, with Andy Dalton. I also really like Tyler Eifert, uh, who's their, their uh, tight end, and he's excellent. Notre Dame alum. Notre Dame alum. Um, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so, you know, I just, they have a lot of good tight ends come out of that school. But I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a very high-powered offense from um, Pittsburgh. You have Le'Veon Bell, uh, you know, when he comes back. Um, D'Angelo Williams looked pretty great, uh, you know, in Le'Veon Bell's absent last, absence last year. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown's all-world. I mean, he yeah. is one of the best wide receivers in the game. 136 catches last year. Yeah. And I think I really like the addition of Ladarius Green. I think that that guy is actually uh, – he just didn't get enough opportunities. Um, no, he's you know, a great replacement for Heath Miller. Yeah, so I think that that's going to be really interesting. Um, I even don't hate Fitzgerald Toussaint, who's their backup, who's their like third backup running back, um, just because I was watching a lot of Steelers for some reason last year. Uh, and when Le'Veon Bell was out, Toussaint is actually pretty decent. So they've got a good backfield. Um, they've got a high-powered offense. I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Also, so I'm going. Can uh, we be honest? Yeah. When you have a name, first name like Fitzgerald, and you make the NFL, yeah. you just deserve to be decent. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm going. Uh, I think the Steelers are. I think the Steelers and Bengals will both finish ten and six. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but uh, and I think that's um, that the Steelers are going to have the tie break just by beating the Bengals. Um, I also think that if um, the Ravens will have somewhat of a bounce back season, Flacco is healthy. Um, but I really don't think that they're going to be, I don't, I don't think they're necessarily going to be up to snuff here. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if the, if the Ravens came out of nowhere and just won the division randomly. Cause I sometimes mean, somehow the Ravens do that. Yeah. I mean, they've got Mike Wallace. That's a thing. <laughs> um, the, I mean, the Ravens rely on two things. Terrell Suggs needs to be healthy. Yeah. And Joe Flacco actually has to be an above-average quarterback. Yeah. Because their wide receivers aren't great, but if he can get the placement right, their running game is iffy at best. Yeah, I mean, we have Justin Forsett, and then after that, I mean, it's a it's a hodgepodge. You dude. lost I mean, one of your best linemen, uh, Eugene Monroe. Yeah. Uh, so. Javorius Allen, Kenneth Dixon, Terrence West, Kyle Jasizic. Yeah, who? Keenan Reynolds. Exactly. And Wait, uh, is Keenan Reynolds the guy from Navy? Um, is he running back? 
He's a running back. Yeah, it's the guy from Navy. It's the quarterback. Oh, is he a quarterback? Yeah. He was the quarterback for um, Navy. Set the most rushing touchdowns ever in college football history for a quarterback. Cool. Like, rush yards, everything. Uh, Navy gave him the go-ahead to, hey, try for your NFL dreams. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so, so that's I'm a going, nice story out of there. So I'm going Ravens will finish somewhere around like 7-9. and nine. The Browns will have a marginal improvement behind RG3. I, I like everyone else, was encouraged to see RG3 uh, throw a couple uh, sweet touchdown passes in yeah. the preseason. Looks pretty, we got... We got some big, bold predictions coming out of Twitter for the Browns. I'm going to tell you that. Really? Yep. Um, I also like the idea of, like, do people forget that Josh Gordon's back? But not for four games. I know, but, like. No, he'll be a, help. He'll be a huge help for that team. Yeah. Huge help. Uh, it also made me smile a little bit to see uh, Terrell Pryor get a, a, you know, catch a touchdown in the preseason Yeah, I'd well. like to see him make the team. Um, so that's pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, you know, the, the. Cleveland's got a lot of work to do. It's not just quarterback. I mean, their their running game is not great. Their offensive line is pretty poor, um, which is not a good sign for RG3. No. And then, uh, you know, their defense leaves a lot to be desired as well. But hey, they got um, Hugh Jackson. That. They got Hugh Jackson. It's, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a coach. Um, so I, I think that they're going to be a little bit better than last year. I'm going to go 5-11 and 11 for, the, for, the, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. All right. Um, I think this is going to be a tight division, tight, tight division between the top three. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go to a Steelers and then Bengals and then Ravens. All right. I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go Bengals over Steelers. And the rest is, uh, you know, crapshoot. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, AFC South. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So the Houston Texans won the division last year at 9-7. and seven. The Indianapolis Colts came in second at 8-8. Eight and eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 5-11 and 11 with the Tennessee Titans bring up the rear at 3-13. and 13. Greg. What do you think about this disgusting, disgusting division? Well, right out of the bat, I'm going to give you the Twitter poll because, you know, that's the most telling about how people feel about this division. Yeah. Um, Jaguars came in with the win at 43%. Wow. Yeah. I don't hate that. People have faith in the Jaguars this year. I mean, and they have a right to. Blake Bortles looked really good last year with Allen Robinson and Hearns hooking up a lot. Uh, A lot of people see a lot of faith in that. I mean, the Colts we saw, if they don't have luck, they don't have anything, basically. Their defense is horrible. Their offense is abysmal running-wise. They have a passing game, and if they don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball, they got nothing. Uh, the Texans, they got Brock Osweiler. That's that's going to be interesting to see. They got one of the best wide receivers, though. They got Hopkins. And they got one of the defense, best defensive players in the world, if not the best defensive player, in J.J. Watt. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big crapshoot. I personally, this is where I'm just going to go completely off the wall. Yeah. Off the grid, not even seeing this coming because I haven't even mentioned them. I'm going to say shocking pick, Titans win the division. (laughs) Yeah. And why? Because nobody gives... Nobody knows what the hell is going to happen in this division. Might as well just go out on a limb because when it actually happens, I can be like, I'm the only one that picked that. I feel like it could happen because I feel like luck could get hurt again. The Texans and Brock Osweiler experiment may not work. The Jaguars may just sink back into oblivious because, you know, maybe it was a one-year thing. Blake Bortles had one great year. The Titans, though, I really think the big reason is going to be the fact that Mariota, uh, DeMarco Murray, and Derrick Henry are going to be like a three-headed monster. They also have running uh, the run option. They also have Rashard Matthews and Andre Johnson joining the uh, joining the receiving core. With, yeah, with uh, Tajay Sharp and Kendall Kendall Wright. 
So literally, and they're going to be a three-headed run option team. Delaney Walker and Anthony Fasano as well for the <laughs> tight ends. Those are also very good. Um, I appreciate what you're doing there, Greg, uh, and I think that we need a guy that does this, and I like the corner that you've that you've uh, planted your flag on. Hey, there. I'm not alone in this, though, with thinking that they're going to be a three-headed monster. I'll give you one of our Twitter bold predictions from a guy named Sergeant Boomstick. Okay, great, first, of, great, first of all. Great name right there, <laughs> Sergeant Boomstick. Uh, he basically he said the exact same thing. He thinks Mariota and Henry Murray are going to be a three-headed running option monster. Mm. And it's just going to take the league by storm. That division is not going to know exactly what to do with it. They're going back to the college-type run, I think, Yeah. where it's just going to be like, hey, dish it out. Uh, or, you know, you have Mariota who can also run just like a running back. Yeah. He stays healthy. That defense steps up. Who knows what happens there? Gotcha. Um, well, interesting, interesting prediction, Greg. I appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use logic. And, again, I don't know if you ever heard of this, Greg, stats. Sometimes logic goes out the window, James. I'm gonna use some. I'm gonna use some hard stats right here. Um, first off, the the first piece of logic I'm gonna throw at you right now is the Houston Texans starting quarterback is Brock, Brock Eisweiler. Um, so there's that. That's that's the first stat. I don't know if to take that as a positive or a negative, to be honest with you. I'm going to take that as a big old negative, man. What, is, oh, okay. what the hell's Brock Osweiler done? So right now you're supporting my Titans pick. I get it. Um, I think the Colts have the best player in the division by far. Ooh. And the worst team around him by far. Um, the, the pick I really like is the Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars' defense this year looks like it's going to be excellent. Um, I actually like Gus Bradley a lot as a coach, um, so I think that that's uh, pretty cool. He was in Seattle beforehand, um, and he's got some really good um, – Seattle like basically made their bones using these big, enormous physical corners uh, and then just playing a shit ton of 4-3 um, to basically pressure the quarterback. Um, so basically, uh, I guess in – in 2015, only three other teams used cover three more frequently than Jacksonville. They just, their idea is just, like, use these big-ass corners to their advantage and then, you know, basically take a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of really good ones. Uh, Devon House uh, is really good um, on one side. Um, so I think that that's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, Prince of Mukamura is on there now. Uh, I like that a lot. He's got to um, stay healthy, though. Yeah. He's got injury prone written all over him ever since he was with the Giants. Yeah, but whenever he was with the Giants, I thought he was very good. I think more importantly, too, I think you've got uh, Blake Bortles, who is going to, he's kind of, he's the one that everyone thinks is primed to take the leap this year. He threw 35 touchdowns last year, which is pretty good. Um, he's still sub 60% on his completion percentage, which is pretty brutal, but he's almost 4,500 yards. He quietly had a very, very good offensive season. Um, I also really like uh, what, we, what they've put around him. Um, on offense here. Uh, I like Allen Robinson. I like Julius Thomas. Um, I think that those are, you know, they, they had him last year, obviously, but they also have TJ Eldon and Chris Irie and Denard Robinson in the back, and they actually have Jonas Gray, which is really funny to me. But um, they have some decent running backs there. Uh, a good defense, decent running backs, and a good coach. Blake Bortles might take a little bit of a leap there. I like the uh, Jaguars to win this division at 9-7. and seven. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Colts are going to uh, continue to struggle, um, and I think that they're going to go to 7-9 and nine here. 
And I think that people are going to be like, what's going on with the Colts? Is Andrew Luck really what I love? And then there's going to be like a ton of think pieces being like, it's not actually Andrew Luck's fault. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, man, I think that Marcus is pretty good. Um, but at the same time, I just can't see I, – I, I don't know. I mean, I can't see much of an improvement there. You know, outside of you know Demarco Murray, and I, I like the I like the running I, I mean I like the wide receivers they put around him. Um, so if we think that Marcus has taken a big jump forward, we can we can reasonably say something uh, there. So I'll put them at uh, six and twelve, and then I'm gonna have the Houston Texans bring up the rear. I just do not believe in this Texans team, man. Clearly, I don't. I just don't think. I think that JJ Watt's not gonna be 100. percent I think they're relying a lot on Jadavion Clowney in a, in a uh, defense that's not necessarily up to snuff. I think that last year was kind of an aberration. Um, so I think that uh, the Texans are going to be down towards the end there. So I'm going Jaguars, Colts, Titans, Texans in that order. Um, cool, man. Let's go AFC West. Your Denver Broncos last year won it at 12-4. and four. Kansas City Chiefs brought up the uh, second place with 11-5, and five, got a wild card berth. Oakland Raiders at seven and nine, and the San Diego Chargers right up the rear at four and twelve. Greg, what do you think is going to happen in the AFC West? Uh, well, it's going to be pretty simple. Everybody's making this prediction. It's going to be the Raiders. I mean, it's plain and simple. They're the best team, look wise, talent wise, on the field. The Broncos have the defense. They're reigning Super Bowl champs. But when you don't have a quarterback, and you don't even know who it might be going into the third week of your preseason, it's going to be some issues. Especially when your options are Mark Sanchez, Oof. Paxton Lynch, rookie, Ugh. and uh, I can't even think the guy from Northwestern's name at this point, but he's actually the favorite. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, most people I see, bold predictions are AFC West champs are going to be the Raiders. I mean, you got Derek Carr, you got Crabtree, you got Cooper, you have Murray in the backfield, you have Cleo Mack on the defensive side just being a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, they lose Charles, Woods, Charles Woodson's, their veteran leadership, but... I mean, I don't think it's going to deter them that much. I actually think it helps them because, you know, he's getting up there. He still can play great. Makes the team a little younger, you know, gives them a different look, different voice. People aren't just focusing on Woodson. Uh, so I'm going to go with them. Twitter, on the other hand, went with the Chiefs, which is also a good pick. They went with 44% for the Chiefs. Raiders were close behind. You know, they were in the 30s. And then Denver got a few votes, I think, just because people were like, don't knock that defense yeah, they're going to step up. The defense alone will win some games for Denver. But in general, going with the Raiders, think they just have what it takes. They're probably going to end up around 10-6, uh, and 11-5, I think. Uh, Chiefs will be close behind. I mean, they have Alex Smith, Charles. They got Kelsey at the tight end position. He's just a beast. Their defense with Houston and Eric Berry leading that secondary, always something you got to consider. But for some reason... I just don't have faith in Andy Reid coach teams. Yeah. Maybe that's the Philly fan in me. The final few years, he made some questionable moves, questionable calls. And as we saw last year in the playoffs with like a minute left in Foxborough or whatever it was. Was it in Foxborough they played? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that whole two-minute drill that literally turned into, hey, let's see if we can get three plays off in two minutes. That's hilarious. Yeah. Which I love. So, yeah, I'm going Raiders. James? Um, I see what everyone's saying with the Raiders. Um, they've got, obviously, Derek Carr has proven himself to be a very serviceable quarterback in the league. Um, Khalil Mack is a goddamn superstar. Um, that's my first goddamn, I think, this podcast. Wow. I think it might be. It hey, might good, be the first one in a while. Good job, James. Um, 
And you also have yourself, your Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, um, and Andre Holmes, and Seth Roberts as a wide receiver. You have a dynamic wide receiver group. Yeah, their wide receivers are really good. I also like the idea um, they've bolstered their secondary as well. Uh, you've got Carl Joseph, Reggie Nelson, and Sean Smith in their secondary. That's going to be a little bit better. I get that Woodson was a future Hall of Famer, but last year they were 26th in the NFL in passing yards allowed, so they had 258 yards per game. That should that number should increase a little bit. Um, they should they should really uh, bounce back after a little bit of a, a step back season for them. Um, unfortunately, I don't see the Raiders making as big of an improvement as everybody says they're going to. I get the think pieces. I get the idea behind them. They're sexy pick. They're fun. Um, and everyone wants the Raiders to be good right now. I really think that the Chiefs are going to win this division. I understand that you don't necessarily uh, you know, believe in an Andy Reid coach team. But if there's one thing that Andy Reid does very well, it's the regular season. Andy Reid does the regular season well every single year. Um, the Chiefs were 11-5. and five, And you know who else does the regular season very well? Alex Smith. Alex Smith and Andy Reid do the regular season right. And I think that, um, I don't know, I've watched the Kansas City, I've watched this Kansas City team for too long not to think that they uh, have a pretty good shot at winning this division. Uh, I still believe in Jamal Charles. Uh, Kendrick West is a fantastic backup. I think that's a really good, uh, a really good fantastic backfield. backup. Good um, guy to grab him in late rounds in the fantasy draft. Big time. Um, and I think without the Broncos in here, the, um, or at least without the Broncos being as much of a juggernaut in here, I really think that the Chiefs are going to uh, assume the spot at the top of the division. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go 12 and four for the Chiefs to win the division. Wow. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Nine and seven for the Raiders, eight and eight for the Broncos, and then the Chargers. I just don't care about very much. They're just yeah, not. Very I didn't even good. mention the Chargers on my side because, well, let's be honest. Like you said, nobody cares. I mean, you you've got you've got no running backs here. Melvin Gordon's your top running Can't back. Can't even sign your top rookie. Joey Bosa still not signed yet to a contract. Yeah, um, you're. I, I like Keenan Allen, um, and I like Travis Benjamin. So that's a pretty fun uh, receiving core. Um, your quarterback's tired with all the kids he has. I know. I just I, I think that Philip Rivers is. I think Philip Rivers. They're doing him a disservice by putting this team around him. I think that his his later years could look more like Tom Brady or Drew Brees's rather than, you know, what he's doing right now. Um, but it I looks good in them, a bolo tie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't see them making a, a, a significant uh, increase. So I'm going to go. Uh, I think Chiefs win it, followed closely by the Raiders. And I like the Raiders this year, and I think that they're going to do well. But I don't see the massive improvements that everyone else is seeing. All okay, right. cool. We're going to blaze through this, man, because we're going pretty long, but uh, we're now uh, on to the NFC. I'm, I'm being pretty concise with my picks. I'm just letting you know. All right, fair enough. Uh, but how about this? Before we move to the NFC, how about yeah. we give our AFC wildcards and our AFC champ pick? Yes. Um, okay, so AFC wildcards. So uh, for me, winning the divisions, I have for uh, my playoff picture looks like the Patriots winning the East, the Steelers winning the North, the Jaguars winning the South, and the Chiefs winning the West. I think for wildcard, I'm going to go Raiders and Jets for right. wild cards. And who's your AFC champ? Patriots. I was going to say, do I even have to ask? Yeah, Patriots. Uh, so Tom my picks were AFC East, Jets, AFC West, Raiders, AFC South, Titans, AFC North, Bengals. My wild cards are going to be the Pats and the Steelers. You know, I still think the Pats make it. Uh, my AFC champs, I think the Bengals finally break through. I think they take the championship in the AFC this year. 
I didn't so, even know the Bengals making the playoffs. I'm actually going to change my thing to the Bengals as the uh, wild card instead of the Jets. All right, that makes sense. But yeah, so uh, so AFC champ for me is Bengals. AFC champ for you, Pats. All right. All right. Let's go uh, NFC let's, time. Let's go NFC and let's blaze through these, man. Um, NFC East. This is always the most interesting division to me in all of football. Uh, still is. It still is, no matter what happens. Even though the teams are all garbage last year, it's they're just too big. You know, there's just. The football names in here are too large to ignore. It shows just by the amount. It got way more votes on Twitter than any of our other polls exactly. by a landslide. This is just the division. Um, so for some one, reason. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, even though last year the Washington Redskins won at 9-7. and seven. Yeah, it was just a sad, sad year. The Eagles uh, got second place here at 7-9. and nine. The, uh, the Giants were 6-10 and 10 and the Cowboys 4-12. and 12. Greg. Who's winning the NFC East? Oh, it pains me to say this, James, because I'm wearing my Eagles hat. I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm not going with the Eagles. I have to go with the Cowboys. Yeah. They by far look like the best team right now. Defensively, they're a question mark. But just because they're a question mark defensively doesn't mean they still win this division. They're going to win it at probably 9-7, and 10-6. and six. That's how the NFC East has been going lately. Twitter agrees. 41% said the Cowboys are going to win. Uh, I think it was 23% came in with the Giants and 20% with the Eagles. The Redskins got no love being the division champs last year. I can see why with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. But if Tony Romo can stay healthy, Ezekiel Elliott behind that line is going to be a beast. And then you have Des Bryant. I mean, that's basically all I have to say. Those guys stay healthy. That defense figures it out, puts some good games together. They probably win the division. I said they do win the division. Underrated pickup for the Cowboys is Alfred Morris, uh, who's oh, yeah. an excellent back out in, uh, the Re- for the Redskins. Uh, I don't know why they really let him go. Maybe he's had too many miles on him or something like that. But he was a very solid fantasy back if anybody's had Alfred Morris the last few years. I would also uh, – I'm going to also say the Cowboys. I think that that's pretty, pretty sta- um, you know, pretty non-controversial pick. They have the best offensive line in the division, and they have a shiny new running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Romo's healthy. Des Bryant's healthy. Uh, everything's pointing towards Cowboys this year. Yeah, I um, hate to say it, but that's how it is. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to be as good. You know, they were 4-12 and 12 last year. I think they're probably going to end up going like 10-6. and six. Um, I think that we both had that. Um, yeah, 9-7, 10-6. That usually wins that division right now. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I think the Redskins are going to continue to – I think the Redskins are going to stand pat at 9-7. and seven. I don't think there's very much change. Uh, you know, there's not a ton of uh, – there wasn't a ton of – um, turnover on the roster um, other than you know their running back situation they have Matt Jones who's not exactly a world beater um, but I still like their I still like the wide receivers I still like Garcon I still like De- uh, Deshaun Jackson I believe in Kirk Cousins more than most people do so I'm gonna go uh, you like that yeah I like that um, I'm gonna go Redskins second uh, I'm gonna go uh, Giants third because um, I think that the, you know, I just don't really like them very much. And I think I'm going to finally uh, bring up the rear with the, uh, the, the Eagles. Fuck you. Uh, so, but I basically have the exact same thing, except reverse. You, call, you said that the <laughs> fucking Patriots are going 9-7. and seven. I still had them second, all right? But, no, uh, I basically feel the same way as you. Uh, I do just have the Redskins finishing last, so just because I hate the Redskins more. Uh, I do have the Giants middling around. They got a good defense now, or at least somewhat. Victor Cruz healthy. That offense will be something special potentially. Who's throwing the ball for you this year? Who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? The Eagles? Eagles? Oh, Sam Bradford. Who's yeah. No, they're going to finish like third. Still, still, still quarterback? I don't care. Sam we get a top 10 pick. 
<laughs> hey, I don't know. I'm looking to uh, 2018. So uh, Carson Wentz, baby. Excited All right, that. moving on to the NFC North. Minnesota Vikings won last year, 11 and five. The Green Bay Packers got 10 and six. Detroit Lions seven and nine, and Chicago Bears six and ten. Greg, do you think the Minnesota Vikings hang on, and do you think the Packers get it together, or even the Chicago Bears? Okay, that last part was a joke. Clearly, uh, no. So I think the Bears are still going to finish towards the bottom. Yeah. Uh, the Lions are probably going to be right there with them. They're going to be cellar dwellers around probably five and eleven. So you think six it's and ten between? between it's going to be between Vikings, Vikings, and Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers winning the division. Yeah. It's going to be close. It's probably going to come down to one of the last matchups of the year because I think they play each other towards the end. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, healthy. Jordan Nelson, Nelson stays healthy. With that, you have a lethal offense again because Cobb isn't going to be the only one looked at. You have tight end Rodgers, who's not that bad. Uh, so, you know, I'm going with Packers. His brother won the Bachelorette. He's going to win the NFC North. Uh, and Twitter agrees. The Packers, 57%, win it. Uh, Vikings came up second with 43%. I gotcha. Um, I guess the question of this is really, do you believe in Teddy Bridgewater and do you uh, believe in the Green Bay defense? Um, and the answer for me is uh, maybe and no to those questions respectively. <laughs> um, NFC North isn't a defensive battle anymore like it used to be. No, I know. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, I really want to see let, uh, let Teddy Bridgewater off the leash a little bit. I think that, uh, I think that he actually could be pretty good. Um, I thought that he was the best quarterback out of that draft coming out a couple years ago, yeah. um, which is a hot take, but uh, I really believe in Bridgewater. Yeah, good amount of people um, about that, so you're not alone. It's tough for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers, especially if Jordan Nelson, Jordy Nelson can stay healthy. Um, it's easy for me to bet against Eddie Lacy staying below 300 pounds. Um, <laughs> I've had him on my fantasy team the last couple of years, and thanks a lot, bro. They're going to have to start treating him like they uh, treat Pablo Sandoval in Boston. <laughs> don't. Just shame don't, him. Don't. Don't. Baseball talk. <laughs> go ahead, James. <laughs> I'm going with the – I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings. I like this Vikings team. I liked them last year. I like their defense. I like, uh, I, I like Bridgewater, I believe, in Bridgewater. Uh, I'm gonna go Vikings at uh, ten and six. I think the Packers drop to nine and seven. I think the Detroit Lions will be around eight and eight, and I think the Chicago Bears will be down towards like four and twelve. Yeah, let's just not even get Lions and Bears any airtime. They don't deserve it. Jay Cutler, do better. Yeah. Um, cool. So I'm going Vikings winning that division. NFC South time, baby. The Carolina Panthers, your NFC representative in the Super Bowl, uh, went fifteen and one last year. Uh, best record in the league. Atlanta Falcons, 8-8. Eight and eight. New Orleans Saints, 7-9. And, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-10. and ten. Greg, is, is this the year of Jameis? No. Uh, sorry to be so blunt. <laughs> okay, uh, good. But, uh, no, that's good. We need to keep going. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no. Uh, it's going to be the Panthers again. By far the best team still in that division. 76% on Twitter agreed. Uh, so I have them winning. Twitter has them winning. I think everybody on the whole goddamn world has them winning. Look, I threw a goddamn in there for you too, James. Uh, Thank you. But Falcons, I think, I think it's actually going to be a three-way battle for second place in the NFC South. None of them will make the playoffs, but it's going to be a battle. Yeah. I think they're all going to be around 7-9, 8-8. Eight. The Falcons, just for some reason, ever since that year, they started off really hot and got to like 12-4, and 13-3, and, and were like the number one team in the division. Then they fell off the face of the earth. They got one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league with Julio Jones. Roddy White is now old, so he's not going to really be doing much for them anymore, which hurts them. They have Freeman in the backfield, Matty Ice, but, you know, just overall, not a great team. Drew Brees, again, great offense, no defense, not going to win many games. I actually think the Bucks improve. 
Winston, I think, is going to have a great sophomore campaign. They got a lot of good weapons around him. They got yeah. the muscle hamster in the backfield, which hates the nickname, <laughs> but everybody else loves it. You got Evans on the outside as wide out. You got some good young tight ends that are really doing well. So, you know, I think they all do compete for a second, but Panthers in a long shot, uh, like, run away with it. Cam Newton has another great year. Won't win MVP, but still another great year. Probably going to end up being, like, 13-3, 12-4 is my guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably I'm probably right around the same area as you would think the Panthers are going to win it again. It's tough not to, man. Their defense is so good. Cam Newton is very dynamic. All the, you know, superlatives that you can laud on these guys. Um I will say that the Panthers are going to take a step back. They're not going to go fifteen and one again. I think they're going to go like twelve and four. Yeah. And I think that people are going to be like, "Oh, they're not as good as they were last year." Oh, Josh Norman actually was a big uh, piece that they missed. Yeah, exactly. The Atlanta Falcons to me are so frustrating because I think I really do believe in Matt Ryan, but it's getting really hard to believe in. Yeah, Matt Yeah, it's Ryan. just one of those teams that you always expect to do well, they just don't. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, Saints are going to be second. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to go, actually, excuse me. I'm going to go Falcons second at 9-7, and seven, Bucks third at 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> You just had the Saints at second to dead last. <laughs> yeah, changed it up. Because um, I thought about it quickly, and I realized that... Rob Ryan's not the D coordinator more, so how could they be any better? Well, their defense was so horrible last year that I, I think that anything will be better than that. <laughs> um, but I, I actually do believe in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I read some couple, couple cool pieces on them uh, coming up. I really like... Doug Martin, Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson. I think that this is really good. I think the the cool thing about Jameis is that he's already very sophisticated in his reads. Um, yeah, he's a very smart quarterback, despite stealing crab yeah. legs. The problem is that he um, his deep ball he overthrows pretty consistently. Um, so I think that that's going to be something to watch for him, especially with those two beasts on the on the edge there, Vincent Jackson and yeah, Mike two Evans. Two giant wideouts. Yeah. Um, I think Mike Evans is a superstar, man, so I think that uh, I really like the Buccaneers' chances, but I think the Panthers are going to win this year. All right. NFC West, the Cardinals won last year at 13-3. and Seattle Seahawks at 10-6 and got the wild card. St. Louis Rams, RIP, won 7-9. and And then uh, the San Francisco 49ers bringing up the rear at 5-11. and uh, Greg, as a Chip Kelly enthusiast, do you think the San Francisco 49ers do anything, or do you think it's Los Angeles' time? Uh, well, I think or it's neither of their times. Uh, none of the above. I do have a bold prediction, though, for the Niners. Yeah. I think Colin Kaepernick flourishes in Chip Kelly's offense. What? Gives the 49ers some hope again. They're not going to be above 500, but it does give them at least a sign of that there could be a brighter day tomorrow. But, you know, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Dominated the division last year. I think they do the same thing again. Carson Palmer is going to have another really big year. Their offense is just way too good. Teams can't handle it. They got too many good wideouts with Brown. Fitzgerald, I think, is still going to be consistent this year. And Floyd, just another tall guy. And, you know, I think they still have Gresham at tight end, and he's still, you know, pretty serviceable. And then their defense. Their defense is just really, really good. It's underrated, I think. They have the Honey Badger in the backfield who's going to be healthy back from a knee injury. Yeah. They got Chandler Jones in the trade with the Patriots. As long as he can stay off the weed, synthetic or not, I think he'll be all right. Stay off the weed. Uh, They got Campbell uh, also on that defensive line. He's got a really good team, I feel like. Bruce Arians, doesn't matter if he's in the hospital or not. He's going to coach that team to victories. Uh, In general, they're going to be the NFC West uh, reps. I do think the Seahawks come in second just because – 
they're going to be better than the Rams and 49ers because who isn't going to be better than the Rams and 49ers? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how it's going to go. I think the Cardinals have a similar record, 13-3. Seahawks come in around 10-6, and 9-7, and seven, fighting for that final wild card spot. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty similar. I'm trying to make a case as to why the Seahawks would win this division, and I don't think I can do it. Their defense is not as good as it was in the last few years. No, the Legion of Boom just isn't intimidating anymore. They don't have the they don't have Marshawn Lynch, who's a really very just even towards the end was a very very solid running back. Um, uh, and I still don't totally believe in Doug Baldwin or Tyler Lockett in terms of their uh, you know uh, wide receiver court. Yeah, maybe figure out how to use Jimmy Graham and we'll give you some, you know, chops. Would you like to know who the backup quarterback is for the Seattle Seahawks? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, there there is no backup quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. He's the only... He's Matt the only... Flynn? Is Flynn back with them? No. The, Russell Wilson, uh, the Seahawks are the only team that only have a single quarterback on the, ro- uh, on the roster. Is that, and wait, that's is that Russell serious? Wilson. No, that's dead serious. Wow. Every single other team has... Uh, you know, one to two backup quarterbacks. Um, Is Sierra going to come out of the stands and be a backup if he gets hurt? I guess, man. I got to do it for my man. (laughs) Uh, Russell Wilson last year had one of the best seasons of his career and threw himself into the MVP discussion towards the end of the season. Um, So I think that if you were going to build a case that the Seattle Seahawks were going to win this division, it would be based around the fact that Russell Wilson's improvements over the last few years have been significant. Throw accurately like Brady, but run like Vic, it's going to help. Run like Vic is pretty pretty generous. But, you know, run decently. He ran more than Cam Newton and guys like that. Yep. I think that uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco are going to be garbage this year. So I really think it's going to be a two-team race between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And I think that the Cardinals' defense is just too good, man. Whatever you want to say about Carson Palmer, the big thing is going to be can Carson Palmer bounce back from his massive collapse in the playoffs last year. That was an ugly performance. It was an ugly performance, but I think he can do it. So we'll see what happens, man. I think the Cardinals win this division. I think the Seahawks come in second. So let's go through our playoff teams for each division here. I have uh, the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I have the Vikings winning the NFC North. I have the Panthers winning the NFC South and the Cardinals winning the NFC West. I'm basically doing everything that you know everyone else is doing. Uh, and then for uh, wildcard teams, uh, I'm going to go Packers. And then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seahawks. Damn, I didn't even like. There's not enough variation on this. No, the NFC is kind of straightforward for the most part because I'm in the same boat as you are. Uh, I went Cowboys East, Packers North, Panthers South, Cardinals West, and I'm giving the wild cards to the Vikings and Seahawks. But when, yeah, I mean, there's nobody else that shows. The He's, only other team that could surprise us and maybe slip in are the Giants. And that's only if their defensive actually plays up to their contracts. I would say the and Giants Victor and, Cruz stays healthy. Giants and the Buccaneers are two teams to, to keep an eye out for in the NFC that aren't Kills already. Who's me to the, say the Giants are a team to watch out for? But there. Um. So yeah, the Giants and the Bucks are the two teams I would watch out for. Um, you know, I guess I'm interested to see what Jared Goff does in Los Angeles, and Todd Gurley is an absolute stud. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think that alone is good enough. I mean, you, you, I'm never going to bet on a uh, rookie quarterback. No, and then uh, for who's going to be your NFC champ? NFC champ. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I know they didn't even have him winning the division, but I'm going with the Packers, man. Um, Ooh, okay. I think that every once in a while... I, I think there's only so long that you can hold down Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packer. I think the Aaron Rodgers. People are going to be, you know, the, the the Packers did only okay last year, 
And there's only so long that sports writers can go without totally clamoring over themselves to give Aaron Rodgers the MVP. Um, yep. So I think that the Packers are going to do well despite a bad team around them, and everyone's going to be like, well, if you're going to look at the term most valuable, you have to give it to Aaron Rodgers. So you have a Pats Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah. I already know who your Super Bowl champ's going to be because well, we'll you're a homer. Uh, so you basically have the matchup that everybody expected last year to happen. Yeah. I'm going to go with NFC champs being the Arizona Cardinals. Gotcha. I just think they by far the best team right now in the NFC. And as that team stays healthy enough, they should be the representatives. Bruce so Aaron's, I have uh, I have an interesting Super Bowl. Might not get high ratings, but it should be a decent game. Bengals, Cardinals. Didn't think I'd ever have to say that. Yeah, that's a horrible For horrible Super, Bowl Super Bowl L-I or however it is, Roman numerals. No, we switched over. No more Roman numerals. Yeah, it's like L-I. No, no, no. We don't do Roman numerals anymore. Yeah, we do. No, the Super Bowl does not do Roman numerals anymore. That was the big news coming out of last year. Super Bowl 50 was the first year we switched over to just numbers. No more Roman numerals. Oh, well, they still show it as like things. I saw for the Madden 2017 that it was listed as L-I. Okay, well. Uh, so uh, you can go suck it because Gronk is right. That was the biggest thing about last year. They switched over. There was no more Roman numerals. All right, well, fine. Whatever. We can well, argue about we'll this see. another time. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see um, as we get close. All right, what, what, what times are we at? Uh, we're over an hour. Oh, okay. We, we, this is, this is going to be, a, I mean, people know, this is going to be a long podcast. It's going to be, a long gonna be a, probably around an hour and a half total by the time we get through our award predictions and bold predictions and just a quick bit of who to take in fantasy. All right, let's just quickly. We might know. just skip SBC this week, though. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's quickly hit some of the predictions. MVP. Wait, Greg. hold on. Who oh, are you, who's your Super Bowl champ? You got to give that. Patriots. Um, All right, I'm going to go with uh, Cardinals. Gotcha. No reason, no rhyme. We're just giving you them straight out. Straight Make your up. bets. Call Vegas. <laughs> lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it down. Um, Sports stance is there for you. I want Roger Goodell to hand over that trophy to Tom Brady so bad. Um, I'm uh, telling you right now, my, if the Patriots win the crawl. Super Bowl, Goodell is not showing up at that. He's going to be like, oh, I got sick. Yeah, right. He's going to literally take like, um, what's the drug, ricin? I have no idea. But uh, Patriots won for the thumb. That's what you can expect. All right. So we're going to go into major awards before we make some bold predictions. So we're going to fly through this. Yeah. We're giving you the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie Offense and Defensive of the Year, yep. Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player. Yep. So, James, who's your MVP? MVP of the Year is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, again, this is kind of uh, my parlay into my NFC pick. Uh, there's only so long that sports writers can go without giving Aaron Rodgers the MVP. I think a dark horse to look out for. Um, hmm, let's see here. I don't even actually know a dark horse to look out for. I mean, I think there's always going to be people that are clamoring to give J.J. Watt MVP honors, especially if the Texans do uh, anything this year in the division, which I don't think they're going to. Um, I guess a dark horse to me would be Tony Romo because they're going to have a big bounce-back season in the NFC East. All right. And uh, I can see Tony Romo having a pretty fantastic year when they, winning the NFC East. The Cowboys looking really good going into the playoffs, and uh, Tony Romo racking up some major stats, and people are going to be like, hey, this is Tony Romo's turn. Yeah, so my pick is going to be I'm going with my Super Bowl champ quarterback, Carson Palmer. Uh, you know, he was closed last year. Probably in some way could have deserved and could have made a big argument that he deserved MVP over Cam Newton. But record-wise, it was hard not to give it to the Panther QB. Yeah. Uh, my dark horse is going to be uh, – I'm going to actually go non-quarterback. I'm going to go Antonio Brown as my dark horse. That's a good one. If he can make 150 catches, catch over 2,000 yards, 
and get around 15 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. Yeah. He has a legit case because nobody's ever gotten like over, you know, around 2,000. Calvin Johnson's the only one, uh, you know, get that many catches, put that type of season together, really kind of cements that he is the best wideout in the NFL. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think also you could keep an eye out for Ben Roethlisberger. He'd be another one good one to think yeah, about as well. well. That, I was going to go with that, but I figured I'd give a big dark horse. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to go Khalil Mack on the Raiders. The Raiders right. are uh, a really darling team right now. They're going to have a good secondary. They're going to have a good quarterback, and I think they're going to get rewarded. So I'm going to go Khalil Mack, Oakland Raiders. Uh, he's a superstar, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go, again, NFC. I just think they have one of the best players in defensively. Luke Kukli of the Panthers. Yeah. Star linebacker. I mean, if he's healthy all year, he's going to put up 100-something plus tackles. Yeah. Get a few picks, a few sacks. I mean, he he's the anchor of that defense. And as long as he can keep his head on a swivel and not get a concussion, they'll be good. Two linebackers, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess Khalil Mack is kind of a combo. He's like a – he's a freak of nature. Yeah, yeah. That's more so what it is. Um, he's more of like – Yeah, like a, what, like, five sacks in one game? Something like that? Something crazy. Yeah. Year. Um, cool. So uh, we like that. For Want me to start off of rookie year. of the year? Yeah, do you think? All right. So I'm going to give both my offensive and defensive because I'm pretty sure James is about to do some research on rookies because he doesn't watch college football like I do. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go rookie of the year. Going to be kind of a surprise. People are going to be really, you know, looking at Ezekiel Elliott to be that guy. Yeah. I'm going Josh Doxson, the wide receiver for the Redskins. Gotcha. I think he's going to have a really good year, mainly for the fact that Sean Jackson – Pierre Garcon are going to be the two guys people key in on. They're used to them. They know their names. They know what they can do. Josh Doxson coming out of TCU, a little bit of unheard of. Uh, you know, at least in the NFL, guys are going to know he's a fast guy. Played at a spread offense. I really think he could put up some big numbers for them. I think if he can get around 60 catches, 70 catches, over 1,000 yards, maybe around eight or nine touchdowns, that locks it up for him because Ezekiel Elliott will have a great year. But I actually think it might just not be enough to top Doxson's performance. Then, defensively, I'm going with the guy out of UCLA. Messed up his knee, but he's going to come back even stronger. I'm going to go with Miles Jacks on the Jaguars. Jaguars added some key pieces this year. They're going to have Dexter Fowler back from last year from a knee injury. They have Ramsey, who was their top pick this year in the draft. And they took a chance on Jack. I mean, he was, he was one of the top two linebackers coming out of this. Going into last season, they have, uh, you know, really good guys around him, big wideouts. He's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to make the plays that you need him to. If he can keep that knee strong, he's going to put up some big numbers, I think. Yeah, man. I think that, that you're you're right on the right track. I think, um, you know, for me, it's tough to pick against Ezekiel Elliott for offensive rookie of the year, strictly because I think the Cowboys running game is going to be so good. And that offense is going to be excellent. Um, and then it, it's going to be tough when people put up all those numbers like that. I mean, I guess it depends on what Jared Goff does, but I really don't think that he's going to do that well either. So I'm going to go Ezekiel. It's a pretty lame pick, but uh, he's a pretty, you know, that, that's the one that people are looking at. Um, I like uh, your pick of Mac for the Jaguars. I think another Jaguars person that you mentioned that you want to look out for is Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think that he's going to be excellent. And I think that, you know, my picks talking about the Jaguars winning the division um, you know, combined with the de- with the defensive secondary, all of the you know uh, storylines are you know kind of matching up for the Jaguars to you know get some sort of recognition for what they're doing there. So I think it's either going to be Ramsey or Jack. All right, Coach of the Year. 
Coach of the year. I'm going to go with Jack Del Rio of the Raiders. Mm. Raiders won that division. If he leads them to at least a 10-plus win season, he deserves to get the Coach of the Year, plain and simple, just because what the Raiders have been compared to years past, uh, what he could potentially make them into now, just, you know, coming out of nowhere, being the team to beat now, it seems, based off a lot of different analysis and opinions from media pundits and floating heads, just guy deserves it. Was the coach of the Jags for a while when they were abysmal. Went to be an assistant, finally got another chance, and he's taking full advantage. Yeah, the, the thing about coach of the year is tough because the coach of the year, they end up usually just giving it to the the, uh, the team with the most wins. Uh, they gave it to Ron Rivera last year. They gave it to Bruce Arians the year before. Um, so I, I kind of hear what they're doing. Um, I'm going to tell you who should win the coach of the year, and this is like going to be a no-brainer. I think that Bill Belichick absolutely should win the coach of the year. He's going to have Jimmy Garoppolo for four games, and then he's going to have Tom Brady for the rest, obviously, but he's going to somehow go 14-2 and two, uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo starting four games. I think that that's pretty clearly uh, you know, an ode to his greatness. However, no one's going to give Bill Belichick the clo- coach of the year. Um, it's just not going to happen. Nope. So, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, Jack Del Rio is actually a pretty good pick. I like where you're going with that. Um, I would probably go as far as to say, uh, I think they, I, I'm, I'm on the Jaguars bandwagon right now, man. I think yes. Gus Bradley is going to look really hey, good this year. Ride their coattails into the sunset. Let's, let's do it, man. It's going to, I'm going to look like a total moron if the Jaguars are bad this year. But We're going to look like a genius. But, uh, you know, if I, I might as well just throw all my chips in the middle there. I think that Gus Bradley is an interesting coaching pick. Um, I think that people are going to um, really gravitate towards this team, especially if that division stays as shitty as it is. Um, you know, no, you're going to have some fatigue giving it to Ron Rivera or Bruce Arians, who are going to be the, uh, the runaway first pick. I think if you're a dark horse would be if your Jets team actually does win the AFC East, your Jets team wins the AFC East, I think that Todd Bowles would be a, a dark horse pick for the AFC I'm an Eagles fan, but I get why you said that. Yeah. Anything else for uh, awards? Comeback player, I'm pretty sure we both had the exact same person that would be the comeback player, uh, RG3. That, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think I if he has a RG3. decent enough year, he gets it. I mean, he hasn't basically played in two years after everything he went through with the Redskins. If he puts up decent numbers, leads the Browns to at least six or seven wins, puts up a few thousand yards passing, some rushing, keeps his interception numbers down, uh, easily, I think, comeback player. Uh I would be. Uh, I think a good uh, dark horse would be Jadavion Clowney, um, even though he was sort of healthy last year. Um, he's going into the season for the first time fully healthy, and I think that people's expectations of him are so low that if he puts up pretty decent numbers, that people are going to be like, "Oh, Jadavion Clowney finally fulfilling the promise that he had when he drafted number one overall." <laughs> now the problem is he was drafted number one overall, so I think that people will also kind of. Unless he puts up superstar numbers, I think it'll be, bust thing. it'll be difficult for people to kind of get that uh, get get that stank off. He's of got to get around ten digit sacks to yeah. at least give something. Um, so I don't know. I can't really. I don't even have like a good one for comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the Clowney's year for me. Clowney's not bad. Clowney's not bad. Clowney's but I think not that's, bad. That, that's the best I got. Um, that's you know, no that, that one's always kind of a crapshoot. All right. So we're gonna move on to bold predictions. Bold predictions. This man. is where we're literally just gonna say random random shit and hope it sticks or just basically say it just because we felt like making some dumb comment yeah so i will give i'll give three okay 
and then you can either comment or just come up with your own and we'll move on. You got it. And then we'll move on to Twitter bold predictions because some of them are stupid. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's true. Uh, so, first bold prediction. Browns finish 500 and third in the, N- uh, in the AFC North. That's my first one. That's not really bold. That's just like... It is because nobody thinks they're going to actually have that happen. <laughs> All right. Fine. So, everybody's looking forward to Josh Norman, OBJ, uh, you know, getting together two times a year. Yeah. I think first matchup, they hug it out. Don't even end up matching up for the majority of their two games. I feel like they'll put Norm on somebody else, maybe Victor Cruz, and that's just going to how it's be. So it's going to be a huge letdown. That's bold because everybody's looking for fistfights this year. Yeah. And then my final one relates to Jared Goff. He's not going to play that much this year. You want to know why, James? Yeah. He's going to have a hair gel accident. He's going to slip on it in his bathroom, hit his head, get a year-long concussion, and he'll never be the same as he was. Those are my three bold predictions. That's bold. Because I kind of gave some of my other ones away as we went through this. My bold predictions here, uh, I think there's going to be some major coach firings. I think Chuck Pagano and uh, John Harbaugh are both going to get fired this year. Um, big, big bold prediction there. Especially, especially if Harbaugh. Especially if they, can't, uh, if they can't bounce back from what they did last year, I think they're both going to get fired. Um, you already made up this bold prediction, but I'm going to make a different bold prediction. I think that uh, I think that Blaine Gabbert is going to thrive in Chip Kelly's offense. This All year. right, so uh, I have Kaepernick going. You got Gabbert, <laughs> and I think that Colin Kaepernick uh, gets traded to uh, some garbage team, and uh, we don't see the light of day until like two years later. He'll have like a little bit of a breakout season. Okay, so that's my bold prediction there. Um, and then I think that, uh, huh, I don't even have, have like that good a, I don't have very many other bold predictions, man. It's all right. I mean, if you want, I can just move on to our Twitter bold predictions yeah. and you can give your thoughts on what people said. Yeah, please. Let's do that. It would be almost like a pepper, but not. Oh, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be like towards the top of the league in offense. All right. I'm going to get that. Bad. I think they're going to be like a, I think they're going to be like a top 10 offense. All right. That's kind of bold. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you a few, and then we'll get to a Twitter bet that was made last night that I was witness to on our feed when we asked the question for bold NFL predictions. Awesome. And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up from there. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll just give you a few fantasy picks. Uh, we won't do SBC this week. Maybe we'll save it for next week. Yeah. Football movies. Fun stuff like that. Uh, so Twitter bold predictions. I got five for you here. Okay. You tell me your thoughts. Uh, first one that came in. Hot off the bat right away. Yeah. Uh, from report at report Philly, Eagles win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I think somebody was drinking. That's good. Who who's uh, Doug, so the, the Doug Peterson, Sam Bradford led Eagles are gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I heard one swallow on that one. I I didn't want to write that one down. That's brutal. Uh, at Parlapod. Derrick Henry outruns Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, that is very bold. Yeah. I, I don't hate that. Um, I think everyone's kind of focused on Ezekiel Elliott, but, I mean, you, rookie struggles, man, every once in a while. Running back doesn't necessarily – Todd, Todd Gourley aside, uh, rookies don't always come in and light the world on fire. So everyone's kind of, like, you know, not. freaking out about Ezekiel Elliott. But maybe, you know, they, they do a lot of split time in the backfield. So yeah, I, I don't hate that prediction. I actually kind of like it. Could happen, but, I mean, for right now – Looks like Elliott's going to be the clear top running back for rookie class. 
Uh, our boy Hit3K comes in saying, Watt, JJ, does not win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, that's not that bold because I don't think he's going to. I think that it's going to be a weird season for him. I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to try to play himself back into shape. And that I think that, um, you know, again, there's some fatigue that goes into these awards, man. You can't just keep giving it to J.J. Watt. I think the tide's turning on J.J. Watt a little bit. A little bit. So it's, a, it's a weird tide. Uh, so this one, not really that bold. Basically, we've already said it multiple times. Michigan Mike, though, thought it was bold. And so did uh, False Start Podcast. Okay. Both said... Raiders win the AFC West. Least bold take. That's not a very bold take. I mean, I think that the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West, but I would not be surprised if the Raiders made some noise. The final one, definitely a bold one. And this is the one that actually turned into a Twitter bet because of how bold Bold. and really just, I don't know what you're thinking is. Tattooed Banana Pod came in saying, the Browns make the playoffs. That's bold. That's real bold. I guess you really got to bank on RG3, right? I mean, they've got some explosive uh, – they have some explosive skill players. They do. Um, but Josh just, Gordon comes back, maybe, you know, really helps that team. I just do not see the rest of that team, particularly the defense, um, being anything above mediocre. No, so it would, it would take a lot to have that happen. Yeah, so that's but cool, so, man. But so that prediction led to this bet between – Parlapod, who mentioned that Derrick Henry would outrun Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. he saw that and said, you know what? I'm going to make you a bet. He's a Pats fan, from what I believe. Okay. He bet Tattooed Banana Pod that if the Browns make the playoffs, he will change his username to Banana Buddy for a week. Okay. And then if he, if the Browns do make the, if the Browns miss the playoffs, Tattooed Banana has to change their profile pick to Tom Brady and the Patriots for like a week. Well, like that. I like that very much. He's just very anti-Patriots. Good. Well, we're witness to a Twitter bet, and I like it. Um, I was looking for, like, the George Costanza thing where he says, witness, in the Seinfeld episodes, but I could not. So instead, I had to go with It's On Bitches of Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory because it was, like, the only other thing I found that somewhat shows I was a witness to it. Fair enough, man. Well, I like that bet, and uh, Godspeed to both of you guys. I hope hope there's some Twitter, Twitter avatars have been changed. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that at the end of the year and see how that goes. All right, so that wraps up the preview part of this with bullet prediction and everything. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you a quick preview of the fantasy stance. Uh, it's something I'm going to try to do once a week, even if James does not want to join me. It'll be like a 10-minute <laughs> podcast, 15-minute. Kind of, you know, your daily fantasy sports, who, got, who to play, who not to play. You know, I've done pretty well with that in the past with DraftKings, FanDuel. Uh, James, I'm going to tell you who my top – Three, four guys are for each position. You tell me your thoughts. Just we're looking for one-word answers here. Okay. Nothing, nothing too, uh, you know, extensive. I already know how you're gonna feel about these quarterbacks because you're just gonna love them. So quarterbacks, top fantasy quarterbacks. If you can get them, go for it. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. Carson Palmer. Meh. Cam Newton. Meh. Big Ben. Okay. And Russell Wilson. I like those picks a little bit. I think that Carson Palmer is going to be a little bit overrated this year. And I think that you're kind of falling into that trap a little bit. You're calling him MVP. I might Um, be. I think that the defense is a bigger deal for the Cardinals than his offense. So I think that the, I uh, don't have Brady on there because of the four game suspension. Yeah. I don't blame blame you there. Brady's not always Uh, like the best fantasy quarterback in the entire world. No. So my running backs. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. He's going to be a staple top five all the time. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Jamal Charles. Yep. Uh, Doug, 
and I, I think it's Doug Johnson. Doug Johnson, Cardinals running back. Okay. Had a really big final few weeks last year when he finally got the starting job. Sure. And Todd Gurley. Yeah, I was wondering where he was going to be. He's supposed he should be number one. I think it should be. I, I'm just going down my list that I put together. Okay. This isn't a specific order. It's just how I put him in. The- I think you're also missing Doug Martin. Um, and then I think that even though uh, he's missing a little bit, Le'Veon Bell is always the one of the best fantasy foot, uh, running backs in the entire league. I mean, he was tempted to put on there, but to start the season off, these are the guys I think you need. That's Doug right. Martin, it's hard because he had a lot of down games last year. Yeah, I know, but I mean, he's still, he's still, I mean, he still rushed over 1,500 yards it's last true. year. Remember, these are just quick off the top of the dome, I got basically. You. Well, I'm, telling, I'm giving my response. I know. It's kind of hurt my feelings. Wide receivers. Yeah. OBJ. Yeah. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Julio Jones. Okay. Edelman, as long as he stays, can come back from his foot thing right now. Yeah. And uh, Jordy Nelson. I, uh, I throw on uh, Jordy Nelson is, uh, is interesting to me because I don't know if he's still 100% healthy. I would also throw in Mike Evans because I'm big on the Buccaneers yeah. offense this year. He was, he was close on just getting written down. Yeah. Um, and Jordy Nelson, I, by the way, could be comeback player. And Didn't even think about and that. You're, you're high on the Bengals, so I throw A.J. Green on there. Yeah, Green, good. that's a good one too. Yeah. Wide receivers is hard. It's really a hit or miss. Yeah. And somehow I did not rate Antonio Brown even though I had him as a dark horse MVP. Yeah, really. So my bad. Uh, yeah, if you can get Antonio Brown, definitely grab him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tight ends, pretty simple. This is my number one no matter what, Gronk. Gronk. Uh, Julius Thomas on the Jags. I think he's going to have a good, good season. Uh, my surprise dark horse tight end this year. He's going to be going later in the rounds, especially yeah. for fantasy football, but even for daily fantasy play, might be a good guy to get cheap. Zach Miller of the Bears. Okay. He was the highest, second highest targeted tight end from weeks 14 through 17 last year once Martellus Bennett stopped being in the lineup. So, yeah. you know, he might be good to get. I think the Seahawks figure out Jimmy Graham this year. Okay. And Zach Ertz from the Eagles. He's slowly been creeping up. <laughs> Every year he's slowly creeping up to a higher tight end position. Okay. And then finally, defense. Uh, you, uh, you, I think you should have added Tyler Eifert on there. I think that he's excellent. He is. Um, and then I also uh, I, I think that the, the Bears thing is a little weird. Um, I, would, I would consider Martellus Bennett. Um, but the Patriots are a weird fantasy team anyway, so it's tough to put any of them on there. Yeah, so even, that's like even Gronk. Even yeah, but Gronk is pretty consistent. Yeah, but no, I put I put Miller on there just as a more so of a dark horse. If you can get him late, don't worry about getting a tight end early. Most people don't, but still, that's fair. And then I didn't even I ignored kickers because who doesn't just change the kicker out every week? Yeah, you just figure. Um, out. Defensively, some teams I think, and don't forget, this doesn't mean how well they're going to perform points wise given up. More so takeaways. Touchdowns, all those things. Yeah. Uh, I have the Jets high up there, mainly because I think Revis is going to have a resurgent year. I think they get a good amount of sacks, force fumbles. That's a turnover team. It's what they do. They might give up some points, but overall, I think they're going to be pretty shut down. I have the Eagles on there, mainly for the fact that oh my God. no, they you are called me a homer. No, they're turnover monsters. They were top in the league last year. Preseason so far this year, they're leading in preseason with like twelve. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they got a lot there. Yeah, I love I love. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> uh, you got the Chiefs because, you know, Houston, Barry, that defense is pretty uh, stout, hard to deal with. Uh, the Panthers, even without Norman, still going to be a top defense. Yeah. Uh, Texans are a sneaky pick mainly because, yeah, they got J.J. Watt, but their secondary actually is, like, pretty decent. Yeah. And if they can keep um, Brian Cushing healthy and on the field, he's a top linebacker and you don't want to mess with him. Uh, so, you know, those are my defenses. Yep. I would also include the Cardinals on there because I think that they're yeah. going to be just a monster. 
Um, I actually wouldn't sleep on the Patriots defense this year. They got a lot of young studs around the area. They're young guys, but I feel like without Ninkovich, for some reason, I feel like without him, that defense changes. He has a lot of forced fumbles, um, but I think that Jamie Collins is like a superstar. So I think I mean they got they got really pot good. roast. On yeah. their team. Um, so I would, I would consider those guys. I wouldn't sleep on that defense this year. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good defenses. Patriots are close up there. They're yep. always one of those sneaky teams, especially special teams-wise. Yeah, some definitely. Reason. And they they do rely on turnovers. And that's the other thing. That's the other reason I put, put Eagles on there, because special teams-wise, they had a lot of uh, punt returns last year with Sproles and a few other guys. Okay. So I'm just giving you my thoughts. Yep. You know, maybe if you did some research, cared a little more about fantasy, wanted to give your two cents, you'd be... Uh... I gave my two cents on every single position. I think it was an excellent, excellent uh, segment by me. Um, less so you. Um... Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that was a little preview of the fantasy sense. I might try to do that every week, you know, maybe just get my own set of followers that don't just care about James. <laughs> I'm a star of the show, baby. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. We went long a little bit today, Greg, but I think it was good. I you think know that we hashed some stuff under, out. We're just under an hour and a half, so we're good. It's going to be fine. a long – it's a preview, man. It's fine by me, man. Um, when you do an entire it. season, you're going to expect some long talk. Yeah. What's nice is that from now on, we're actually not going to talk about the NFL at all. Uh, so yeah, pretty good. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this because we will not talk about it anymore. We'll revisit it in February. Um, okay. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Classic psych. Classic psych. Um, all right, Greg, is there anything else that we want to touch on before we let the people go? No, James, I think we'll just keep it to NFL this week. And, uh, you know, we'll touch on SBC next week. We'll bring that back. But I just think time-wise would have been too much. Eventually the playoff, the baseball playoffs are going to start too. And that's when we're going to start caring a little bit more. But... Yeah, middle of September we'll start getting into that a lot more because, you know, we'll start coming up with awards, getting better predictions than what we came out with. Until then, Greg, though, um, from all of us here at the Sports Stands. Enjoy the FedEx Cup, people. <laughs> yeah, have a nice day, guys. <laughs>